Welcome to the Garden of Belonging, a podcast exploring the things that help us belong to ourselves and the things that get in our way. I'm your host, Kim K. Gray, a life coach for good girls and people pleasers, dedicated to helping them know, trust, and courageously share their voices. In this podcast, we will explore topics such as self-knowledge, self-trust, self-acceptance, and self-expression. The world needs our unique gifts. It's time we connect with our inner voice and show up fully as ourselves. Today, I hope you'll enjoy my conversation with Charlotte Alea. Charlotte is a spiritual and emotional healer, intuitive transformational guide, mystic seer and oracle, shadow worker, mentor to healers, and rainbow dragon priestess of unseen realms. As founder of The One Heart, Charlotte is on a mission to awaken people to their soul's paths and to guide them in the transformation of their core wounds into their most profound gifts. Hello, Charlotte. Welcome to the Garden of Belonging podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Kim. I am so happy to be here. So this season, we are talking about the theme of honoring ourselves. So I'm curious, what does that mean to you? And what areas of your life is that concept most present? I love this word. First of all, I just really love the word to honor. It's so full. It's so juicy. So just loving this topic. And I've been feeling into it before this interview. And it feels like honoring is like everything that's truthful, paradoxical, and both and and all of that. And I'm feeling two components of it. So first of all, honoring is for me, honoring the parts of myself that I've been taught not to honor, right? That I've been taught not to love. Yeah. And that includes emotions big time. So honoring myself is really honoring however I feel in the moment. While also all of that, while also honoring my integrity and my relationship to those parts of myself. So there's something that happens when we are able to acknowledge that we are big enough to hold it all, right? And hold all of our experience and not bifurcate any of us ourselves off of that bigger piece. And so that means like, okay, I can be experiencing all of these feelings while also holding myself in an integrity and knowing that I have the power Um, I have free will, I can choose how I decide to respond to myself in this moment. Mm -hmm. So expanding myself in that way is really honoring, rather than treating myself in a very narrow way of emotion, reaction, thought pattern, expanding myself and saying, what is my choice right now of how I'm going to respond to myself? Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I feel this sense of like wholeness rather than all these little parts being looked at separately or, mm-hmm. you know, or even some being pushed away, but just like, um, like you're saying, not being bifurcated, but everything in its wholeness and its expansiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in relationship to one another, mm. in a harmonious relationship. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. So one of the ways that you're currently honoring yourself is through your freedom drive. Can you tell us what that is and a little bit more about it? Yeah, my freedom drive. So speaking of the both and, I realized I was in a both end situation and I wasn't honoring both the both and the and. So one piece was that, you know, as a spiritual healer, I'd really come to the truth that there is no price tag that I can put on my work. There Mm. really isn't that honors it, right? That my work belongs much more comfortably within a gift economy where there's unconditionally giving and receiving. So opening up to receive and give my gifts fully while living in a commerce world, which Mm -hmm. is very, very challenging to do. And I was like, I am up for the challenge. I'm up to unwrapping this, being a new paradigm within a very commerce and capitalistic world. And then I I sort of had this um, truth bomb hit me (laughs) that I'm still carrying all this weight of credit card debt. I'm only making the minimum payment every month because guess what? I haven't fully unlocked the whole (laughs) juiciness of the gift economy because it is a complex thing to step Mm -hmm. into at this time in our world. And so I'm sitting under the weight of all this debt and I'm not honoring that. I'm not honoring the part of me that is weighed down and cannot get a handle on paying this off. And I realized I was in two different worlds Mm -hmm. and that wasn't honoring myself. And so to fully honor myself, I realized I have to, I have to bring those worlds together. I have to, to step into the truth of my debt and pay it off, like really devote myself to paying it off so that I can bring myself into a place of freedom where I can more fully give and receive of my gifts in a way that's fully truthful to me. So, so now I I'm in this place of, by um, I'm honoring myself by, by every dollar I earn right now. And I'm in a place of earning, I'm in a place of asking for money for my gifts Mm -hmm. because every dollar of that is going towards paying off my credit card debt. Like I'm not paying for anything else right now. I'm just, using this sort of laser focused devotion to, to pay that off so that, so I can be free and I can actually come into full integrity and honor of, of my path and what I desire to offer the world. It's like, kind of like you can't do it halfway, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love how you, you notice all those pieces and the, the, that piece that was holding you back from Mm -hmm. what you really wanted and how you can, Um, you know, and you, you have this energy about it of like not attacking this debt and trying, you know, like trying to control it, but like honoring it and meeting it with this sort of sense of ease and abundance. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I got myself into that debt, right? Mm -hmm. Like I got to honor and that takes a lot of forgiveness as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like I got myself there. And so only I am going to get myself out. There's nothing that's going to come in and rescue me Mm. from it. Therefore, in order to be an honest, total relationship with that part of me, um, or an honest, 
this is what I mean to say, in, in order to be in total honest relationship with this part of me that wants to gift so much, I have to be in an honest relationship with that other part of me. And I have to heal that part of me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so it is, there's no, yeah, exactly like you said, there's no attacking it. There is like, there's holding the space for it to um, honoring it for what it is and honoring how I desire to heal it, right? There's mm -hmm. both. It's like, here, it, here I am now and here's where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to hold both of those and allow them the process to unfold to get from point A to point B. Yeah. There's also this responsibility here where like honoring ourselves also means being responsible and like you were saying earlier about having the ability to respond to all the pieces of yourself I mean that's really what responsible is right this ability to respond mm. um versus like and I saw a post recently someone was talking about like which I remembered who it was about reacting versus responding you know whereas reacting is sort of this like unconscious action in response to something whereas like responding is more embodied and mm -hmm. um conscious yeah and i sense that here where like you are really being responsible for this piece of you that is holding you back from the dream of the gift economy yeah definitely i, I love that connection just made between the words respond and responsible and the difference between response, responsible and reactive, which is like that place where you're like, this is how I feel. This is how it's triggering me. You know, it, that is that place of huge self-awareness, right? And then this is how I'm going to choose to act differently because I know how I react in the past has not worked out so well for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing about that. So I'm curious, what does honoring yourself look like on a daily basis and how do you balance any um, long-term versus short-term efforts in that area? Yeah. And when I was thinking about this question, the word trust was really falling in. And because I will wake up every day I never know where I'm going to be every day when I wake up and I might be fully motivated, ready to take action. I may be exhausted. I might be moody. Who knows, right? I might be deeply self-reflective. And so honoring myself is honoring me exactly where I am and responding from that place, knowing that it belongs knowing that where how however i feel that day wherever my energy is belongs to the long term process that it you know there's nothing linear we are cyclical beings and we we move through cycles every month if we're bleeding um we have a incredibly powerful menstrual cycle that we move through every month 
that really shifts and changes our energies. Um, if we are simply energetically attuned, we also have the phases of the moon that really shift and change our energies, whatever is happening in the collective, you know, and so it's really trusting that cyclical flow of our energy and knowing it's all, if you honor exactly for me, if I honor exactly where I'm at in that moment, there's going to be gifts in it for me. And maybe those gifts won't be revealed then. Maybe they'll re be revealed in a week when my energy radically shifts, but it will. So, and in the opposite, not honoring myself, if I just resist it, that's when I can just get myself stuck. That's when I go down the, the rabbit hole of, you know, it, it's like detaching the head from the body and you just get into the head and your head just starts spinning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Yeah. And I hear this, like, if you, it's almost like you don't need to balance the short term and the long term, as long as you're dealing well and honoring the present moment, the long term is going to come with that. You yeah. Trust that that's going to happen. I, I remind myself of the long term and I remind myself that I'm devoted and committed to the long term. And if I'm not, then I bring myself back to being that, but then I'm trusting that wherever is happening in the moment is part of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think it is important not to lose, not to lose focus on the long term, to continue reminding yourself of it, to continue having it in your body and in your mind, but then trusting that the two the two are not disparate. The two are actually closely mm -hmm. connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also um, hear this sense of really acceptance, right, of the moment. And that that's really hard in this society that tells us to be linear, mm -hmm. right? That we should be oh, yeah. always producing the same every day. We should always be our mood and our motivation, et cetera, every single day the same, it makes it really hard to um, trust and accept that more cyclical nature in yeah. sort of the moment by moment. It's a new way of being. It's a deeply feminine way of being. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, so it's really reclaiming that. It's really reclaiming that wisdom of our bodies, of the way of our earth, earth nature, you know, and it is, it does take, practice to to release ourselves of that more masculine paradigm that we've all been stuck in for a really long time yeah 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 um so in your work as a spiritual healer you talk about being soul anchored could you tell us more about that and how it relates to honoring ourselves yeah i would love to so going back to that whole head detached from the body thing being soul anchored is really like being you know bringing the bring the head back into the body <laughs> um I, I just noticed there's a lot of us just kind of walking around the world like we're all just and and you all of you listening can't see me but i'm like making this motion at my neck because <laughs> we're all like you know neck up right mm -hmm. we operate up here we listen up here and we are not attuned to anything going down, going down and, and going through us below our neck. Or if we are attuned, we just think it's a pain. You know, we're just trying to sort of clear it away. Like we're trying to fix it. All of those things. That's how our, our, we've been trained to kind of respond to our bodies and our bodies though, through our 
physical sensations, through our emotions, through our intuition. That is where all of our connection to our soul really lives. And so when we, so being soul anchored is attuning to those more subtle vibrations of the body, really, and of learning how to listen to those subtle vibrations of the body, learning how to clear through the body, through emotions, through physical release, um, because when we are keeping our bodies attuned, we, we, we do receive, we are soul anchored, actually. We're always soul anchored. The, the truth is that we're always soul anchor, anchored. We just don't know it. And mm-hmm. we carry, we move a lot of energies through our body and that we don't then release. So it's really that sort of spiritual, energetic hygiene of keeping our bodies open and clear and then training our minds to stay open and clear and peaceful as well. That's the other piece, right? So learning how to bring our mind into a focused place, learning how to be an empty presence with ourselves, learning how to detach our emotions from our belief systems. And so, um, yeah, so that's really what, I think I just went on for a little bit too long there, but (laughs) that is really what soul being soul anchored is it's listening. It's really learning how to listen through the body and keeping the mind free and open in order to hear it. Mm -hmm. Again, sort of hear that theme that you were talking about earlier of this bifurcation and coming Mm -hmm. back into like embodiment and wholeness and all those pieces together rather than these disparate, like up in the head, body is separate Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And really letting go of this idea that we need to fix ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and it's challenging. It's challenging for, for those of us who experience like, you know, chronic pain or the experience massive anxiety or um, really heavy depression and all of those things. And it's challenging to retune ourselves to, to realize, oh, my body's actually really trying to sense, tell me something very important, and there's wisdom in that pain. Yeah, that this leads in really well to my next question, which is about discomfort. So mm-hmm. you've kind of addressed the discomfort in ourselves, but I'm also curious about how honor, like, how do you honor yourself when it means? being in discomfort with someone else. So some, maybe mm. it's they're uncomfortable or the way that they might respond is going to make you uncomfortable. Um, how do you approach that? Oh yeah. No, that's a really good question because it's so prickly mm-hmm. and that's really our collective challenge right now yeah. is, you know, like first we learn how to honor ourselves and be with ourselves in peace. And now we're, now we're really learning how to be with others in that really uncomfortable place, in a place of peace. So I would say, first of all, very slowly, you know, Mm. to move like compassionately and slowly, like having utter compassion for the discomfort you feel, moving slowly through it, you know? And so if you feel your, like if I feel myself in a really reactive place, I know this is not the time for the conversation. Mm. You know, I'm going to honor that. I'm going to honor the triggers that are coming up there is a part of me that feels very scared right now. And I need to listen to whatever that is. 
And then the other piece, which I know you know so well, because we are in sacred space together, is to get support. Yes. <laughs> get support for this. Don't do this on your own, you know? Like, have a conversation with a sacred colleague, friend, sister, spouse, you know, about what you're moving through and allow yourself to voice your fears, allow yourself to voice the pieces that you feel ashamed about because it's incredible. And I know you've experienced this too. When you voice things, you move the energy. Like our voices are like, literally I will just say something and I just needed to say it. And then I'm like, Oh, it's clear. (laughs) I'm good. You know, I just needed somebody to witness. I just needed some, a safe space to, to voice this, to clear it. So, so doing that allows you to, that's, that's such a place of honoring, right? Honoring all those prickly places, all those places that feel really scared, all those places that you might feel ashamed about. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to say this and mess up in this way. I'm afraid I'm going to offend them when I say this, you know, like allow that to have space and love and compassion. And then it's like, oh, then you create this, this bigger space for yourself and you realize, okay, I'm good, actually. I mean, it's really a miraculous process, like, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I think we're so taught to keep all those things in and then they end up like just festering and controlling us. And like you were saying, that power of just naming it and being heard, being witnessed, um, being seen for who we are and where we're at is just so powerful in moving those things. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when we are angry and we hold it in, it just like takes us over. But if we have a safe place to release that, then it moves through us and it's done. Mm-hmm. It moves through us and it's done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So one of the big questions that I got from, um, my community when I asked what they want to know about honoring themselves was, okay, how do I do this on a budget? Because Mm. we get a lot of messages about like what self-care looks like going to get my nails done and getting a massage and all these things that maybe cost us money. So what are your practices that are low cost or free for honoring yourself? Yeah, I love this question. And when I was sitting with it, like the most beautiful response came through because I think that, yeah, I mean, there's such this industry now of self-care, right? And self-care does not have to cost any money. It can be so simple. It's so simple. And I was just thinking about this when you're talking about how if you're just really angry, you know, you just need to express that anger. And so I was thinking it's like the way to honor yourself on a budget without spending any money is to just do do the thing that your body wants you to do. Like that's it. And Mm. with not what your mind tells you, not going from body to mind, but really staying with your body. Like if you wake up and you feel like really tired, just cancel your plans all day and just and rest. And and that's like really edgy for people. Oh, I can't do that. Why like you can actually (laughs) you can take a sick day, you know? (laughs) Or you can rearrange your, your, your clients, whatever, however, whatever you work. If you have kids, I know it's a little more complicated, but you can ask, you know, you can ask for time and 
Yeah. And so, and if you are wake up and you feel really like upset and, or you feel really angry, like go like punch something, you know, or dress up in like really mean looking costumes or put a trash bag on you and just like go to town and just be a freaking brat for the day, you know, like <laughs> in a very safe way, a safely expressed way, you know? Um, so it's really like, yeah, like do the thing that your body wants you to do. If for some reason, you know, you're like, oh, I just really want to be, I just really want to be in nature today. I'm feeling that like, just that, that yearning, just go do that you know? So it's, it's really so simple. I think it's, it's just that we don't give ourselves permission for it. And yeah, we, and we do create our lives where sometimes taking that time to do that is more challenging. And so how can we take steps to make it, to create more room on our life that we can do that, you know? And that maybe that's the first step. If you realize if you're listening to this, you know, like there's, I, I can't, like, I don't feel like my schedule is mine. How can you take one more step to make your schedule, your time belong to you? And maybe that might be like we talked about earlier, having an uncomfortable conversation with somebody right? <laughs> for yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, what you said, you said earlier about going gently, I think applies here. One of the things that I've been working on recently is the idea of bite size. Cause I think I tend to make this big story of like, okay, I need to meditate. That means I need an hour set aside somewhere where I can meditate. Well, what if I just take five minutes? Mm-hmm. I just take five minutes, you know, that seems completely doable. Or, you know, what if I jump on the trampoline for two minutes instead of going mm. for a 40 minute run, you know, like what are the ways that you can just do bite-sized things because those make a difference and um, it doesn't have to be this big elaborate thing, which is, I know how I always sort of make it out to be, well, I can't do that thing. I make this excuse, right? I can't do this thing. I don't have time for self-care because it looks like a bubble bath and a glass of wine and whatever. Like, no, Mm -hmm. it just looks like laying on the floor for five minutes without anyone needing anything from me. Yes. Yes. And the more you take those, those, those steps, I love that so much. Thank you for that. And the more you take that, if you can get five minutes, then you might realize the next day you can take 10, you know, and you can begin to stretch it for yourself. Yeah. 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 I think there's also a big piece, you know, when you're talking about just like being a brat for the day or whatever, I was thinking like, also communicate with the people around you, right? Like if you live with someone, that's another thing that I've been practicing is just saying to my husband, like, oh, I feel really anxious today. And so I just need you to know because like the dishes won't get done or I'm going to need more hugs or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like helping those people around you to help you and support you in whatever space you're in. Yes. Oh, thank you. That relational aspect to inform and to ask exactly like, I'm going to need more hugs today or you know what? I'm in a really bad mood and I just need some space today. (laughs) So please don't come and ask me to do anything or, or (laughs) because the response you're going to get is going to be really sharp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like be really, I mean, and that's really being really respectful and that's honoring them. You know, that's really honoring them either with, um, honoring that they may want to give you space or, and also honoring that they might want to give you that love, right? 
they might want to give you that extra attention. Mm -hmm. um, those that we love really, really like to, to play a part in our own self-care and remembering that. Yeah. 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 Because again, that's another message our culture sends us is that we have to like handle everything ourselves and do mm -hmm. everything on our own. And we have to like pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and it's not okay to ask for help. Um, mm -hmm. But those people that really care about us, they want to help. Mm -hmm. they, they really, love. really do. Yeah. And I feel like we need to, as, as women, especially, we need to like grind that into our heads over and over and over again. Yeah, totally. So do you believe that our pains should be honored? And if so, what does that look like? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, feel, I, I feel like I've already answered that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really looks like taking space. Like I just said, wherever you're feeling right then, knowing that your pains hold wisdom. I mean, that's really been the core of my work as a healer is knowing that our pains lead us to our wounds and our wounds hold within us our most precious gifts. Mm. And it's really the relationship we form with those parts of ourselves. And so, yes, yes, yes. Always creating space. I think that our pains are, are and our wounds are our greatest teachers. So even not more important than our joys, but, but in our world, which mm -hmm. is very wounded and hurting yeah. and traumatized, I think we need to create probably usually, especially when we embark on a healing path or a path of honoring ourselves, you know, coming into a place of wholeness, we're going to have to create a lot of space for our pain. Yeah. So talking about our joys, what does honoring your joys look like for you, especially in this environment of all the pain, you know, especially right now we're in the midst of the COVID pandemic and there's a lot of people in pain. How does honoring your joys fit into that? And how do you do that in a way that doesn't diminish the pain of others? Mm, yeah, it's such a good question. And, you know, we had this conversation even in our group because um, last week I was having a week where I was actually feeling really good mm -hmm. and in a place of joy and a place of expan inner expansion, feeling that a lot of the inner work that I have done over the past year really starting to integrate and pay off within me, like being able to, to sustain a pretty calm and joyful mood most of the time. And yeah, there is that guilt that comes in of, is there something like that I'm missing? Is there something, mm. right, that yeah. we, we think that um, to honor others, we have to sort of vibrate at, their own, at the same frequency? Yeah. And I think that that is something that we're also unlearning, you know, that compassion doesn't mean taking on someone else's pain. It means honoring that person's pain for where they're at and, and, and loving them, you know, accepting them fully and responding to them from that place of love. Right. And I think that, that, that there has been, um, 
as a highly empathic person, I know you're highly empathic as well. Part of that wounded empathic is taking on other people's pain. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think that we take on other people's pain because we believe that that is love and is yeah. love to take on mm-hmm. other people's pain. So it, it's really like coming to terms with, with those beliefs in ourselves and coming to terms also with that some people will not like the joy that we express because they're also coming from that place, right? They, they also coming from that place of, of they, they're likely take carrying a lot of pain from other people as well. Mm-hmm. And for you, for if, if you are not doing that, then they are going, it's, you're showing them their shadow, you mm-hmm. know, and when you show people their shadow, they react to you. And so that is really, it's a challenging process going through that. But then also like recognizing that when I, when I have been in places of pain and I have people come into my life that are showing me joy and are able to uplift while not erasing my pain, uplift Mm -hmm. while not erasing, right? Um, I so appreciate those people. I so, so need those people, right? We need those people. And so knowing that if you're in a place of joy and others are in pain, if you can be in that place of joy while holding their pain, the both and, your your frequency is needed. And Mm -hmm. that's perhaps why you might be in that place of joy because in the whole wholeness of our, you know, world, our one heart, you're being called to hold that frequency right now to uplift. Yeah. And we need that, that hope and that inspiration to get us through the times when we are in pain, I think. We really do. Yeah. 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 Um, Is there any, um, anyone whose work has been especially supportive to you in honoring yourself that you want to give a shout out to? Hmm. Well, one of the mentors that we share, Sora Surya, no, oh, she's going by Sora Schilling now, I should say, has been really instrumental mentor for me the past three to four years of um, just incredible sacred space holder mm-hmm. and such a important guide in circle work, right? A really, you know, all the gifts that we expressed earlier around around being witnessed in our truth and our pain and all of that and voicing that. And um, she's really been a mentor for me in that way. And then my two mentors that I'm spiritual mentors, I'm currently working with. um, So Diana Dubrow from the Emerald temple and Elaine, Elaine Kalila Sophia from priestess presence. Um, Yeah. So really learning, a lot from them of, of, of how to really learn from, stay within, walk as love, you know, because I, I have come to know that that's really my own path. I feel that that is what our world needs. And so I'm, I'm staying devoted to how can I continue to walk more and more as love. And so working with both of them, and um, the Rosa Mystica 
which is the, the, the mystery school that I'm currently training in, has been really nourishing, has been really enlightening, has been really brought me into my, my own spiritual essence. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And you all can't see, but Charlotte is wearing a shirt that says radiate love. So <laughs> quite perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Charlotte, for being with me and sharing your wisdom and your experience with us. I really am grateful. I love talking to you whenever I can, Kim. So thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining me in the Garden of Belonging. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss any others. And if you leave a review, it really helps it reach and support more people. If you'd like to explore these topics more deeply, join me in the Garden of Belonging community. There's a link in the show notes for more information about that. Until next time, take care of you. Music in this episode by Dan O. Songs. <laughs>